Welcome to level 41 of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast, a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live, that is, from Southern California, and on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse, the Elden Ring of our podcast, Vactor. You shemming little thief. <laughs> is that from the game? I don't know. And God of War Ragnarok, Jeffrey W. the Second. Oh God! I don't even I don't know a quote from God of War except "boy, it's overplayed." Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and I'm high on life, and on uh, <sighs> Rob. <laughs> Wonder Rob. <laughs> oh, <snap. laughs> I tried to make a weed joke, but oh, uh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> but it failed. Uh, I don't want to say ironically, mm. but coincidentally, not because I've been. Smoking weed, because I haven't, but I have been drinking a little wine to celebrate our last episode of 2022. And what better way to close out the year than with, I want to say, the obligatory or even the mandatory best video game of the year podcast that has to be done by any video game podcast. And so here we are to go over our favorites of the past year. So thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. If you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button because, well, you'll be subscribed. I don't have to explain that. that oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I hope you put that Cisco conversation in. Otherwise, that's going to make no sense <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, subscribe because you'll be subscribed and then you know how podcasts work. Listen, if if there's somebody out there right now who doesn't know what subscribing does, you got bigger problems. And I'm not going to lord that over you. So you just do what you need to do. And while you're at it, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcasts at. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right. So... Before we get into everything, of course, we're going to do our best top five games of all times of 2022. We're going to read a very special letter to Bandai. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But first, <laughs> we're in between Christmas. We're in between New Year's. Uh, hope you boys had a Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to just do a little round robin. Uh, how was your Christmas, Factor? How, how did it all go? Very good. We went to the in-laws' house, and we had a good time eating fish and chips. Fish and chips? Oh, yeah. My father-in-law is from England. He was raised in England, born and raised. And he likes to bring over the traditions of across the pond. So this year he said, F all the traditional Christmas. Let's do the British Christmas. So he had fish and chips, fried it beans, up. Beans on toast. Yeah, he likes that. But I don't like that. Yeah. The fish Tea and, and crumpers. Crumpet? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know what a cricket is. Can you imagine if we didn't have our independence homes? <laughs> We'd still be eating tea and crumpers? <laughs> Did you get any video game related gifts this year, Vector? I only got one 
video game related gift. If you can believe it, unless you count the Rabbids game that I bought for myself for Christmas, but the one video game related gift was a little backbone Ooh. from Wonder Rob. Oh, I mean, I wasn't asking you just so I could, you know, pat myself on the back or anything, but <laughs> this might be the greatest video game gift I've ever received because it allows me to play mobile games with a controller. And that's the biggest downside to mobile games that I hate is when they have those virtual D D pads and virtual analog sticks. I hate those with a passion, but you give me a real controller, you give me a a physical analog stick and D pad, then Baby, you got a stew going. That's like Jeff W. <laughs> dancing to the thong song. That Jesus. is the Jeff best. likes pig's feet. You got a stew going. That is the best thing that you could do for Jeff W. Is give him a stew and give him the thong song. I hope this gets fucking tagged for copyright. <laughs> no, 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 no. We played under six seconds, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. We're fine. We can play the whole song in six second increments. That's like 30 but, seconds in Cisco years. I got to oh, say, man. the backbone, Rob, you have a backbone. I do. I have, uh, I have it over here, actually. Yours is the Xbox one, right? You got it. Yeah. This is the PlayStation one. If you're not watching the video feed of this, I got the PlayStation version. So it's got the dual shock, you know, t- type of controllers. And it's got the square triangle circle X. So I am very interested because... I am a huge fan of being able to play with a controller because Jeff knows I'm not a mouse and keyboard guy. I am a controller guy through and through. So I was testing it out right before we were recording this, and I was playing a little Shovel Knight Dig, which is a fantastic game. And I was testing out the remote play on Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and it was... Flawless, boys. It was one-to-one. I am on my home Wi-Fi network, so that could be affecting it. But that's where I'm going to play most of my games anyway. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you like your backbone. I was going to send you this very backbone I'm holding in my hand. Can the microphone pick it up? I was going to send you this backbone, but I figured a new one would be better because this one has had greasy little kid hands on it. Uh, You mentioned earlier off mic that your little boy likes to try to grab and play with the controller when you're touching it. And my toddler, when he was a little younger, would do the exact same thing. So I'm pretty sure this has been in his grubby little hands and mouth. And I wouldn't be surprised if he put, if he sat on it. <laughs> so I figured a new one would be better for you. Oh, yeah. Glad you enjoy it. Now you, Jeff W., how was your Christmas? And did you get any Vidya-related presents? Um, I don't think I got any video game related presents. I don't believe this year. Uh, you know, it's hard to buy video game things for me, except from Wonder Rob. Wonder Rob oh. did. Well, I mean, give me, give me the present. You know, we talked I mean. about that last week, but I wasn't <laughs> digging for compliments. Yeah, I'm just um, making conversation here. He's <laughs> yeah, fishing. Um, and uh, yeah, it's hard to buy for me in general, probably, but also for video games because I just get what I want. That's why 2023 is going to be brutal because I'm buying all the games. 
uh, that I want. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. But um, yeah, my uh, my Christmas was pretty good. I made me a good old steak, boys, and mm. all my family's back in Ohio, and I refuse to travel during this time period. So I got a, you know some FaceTimes in and some visits that way, and then eventually I go. You know, once the traveling's good, is when I get out uh, back home. Um, but yeah, it was a chill day for me. Uh, I actually, like, I think we talked about it before, you know, I, I don't like being in the house with 500 people and, you know, stuffy, you know, hot, sweaty house. Uh, I actually enjoy, uh, having a peaceful, peaceful weekend to myself. I appreciate that. And you're right. It's not a good time to travel. I was reading that Southwest airline canceled something like over 5,000 flights yeah over christmas Mm -hmm. can you imagine that would be the worst so i think you did you made the right call yeah i think they had i saw a headline today at sky harbor they had like 10 active flights jeez and it was a nightmare i I assume get your act together (laughs) southwest sponsor a proud sponsor of the show southwest (laughs) for uh for me thanks for asking for me my Christmas uh, was all right. I, I drove back home and picked up my mom and then drove her back to hang out with us over Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then I drove her back to Arizona. And then I drove Dang. back all in one day. That's right. I'm a Whew. road warrior, they say. But we had, a, we had a nice, quiet Christmas. Nothing too crazy. Lincoln got more presents than I think I've ever received on any Christmas in my entire <laughs> life. Hey. Uh, from us, from Santa, from the in-laws, from my mom. This kid is spoiled. <laughs> but I guess, you know, that's how it goes these days. Um, I go, I think I only got one Vidya-related gift. It was a Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Collector's Edition, but it, it didn't include the game. It has, it has um, like a fanny pack... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? Uh, some cups. What Hold this? on, let me grab it. I'm gonna walk away what from the mic. This? You guys make you guys make conversation. Hold on. And I got a game that didn't include the game. <laughs> and the while Wonderob is away, uh-huh. let's see if he remembers that I got him a video game for Christmas. Let's see if he remembers. Jim. Oh, what what was it before you he comes back? I, I told re- you already. I don't remember what. Uh, oh, he's back. Okay, he's back. He's back. I'm back. I know Jeff wasn't uh, talking smish on me. <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. Okay. Breath of the Wild. Ooh. Collector's pack. As you can see, it has a bunch of things in it. It says oh. it has a planter. All right. Okay. A notebook, a messenger bag, insulated lunch bag, multi-tool with sleeve, and, and a patch. Oh, what could possibly get Wonder Rub to blow off the dust on his switch? <laughs> not this. Oh. <laughs> uh, not until oh, I already man. said. Not until tears uh, <laughs> or tears of the kingdom comes also, out. Wonder Rub forgot what I got him for Christmas this year. He forgot. Oh, that's true. Uh, okay, oh. I'm wrong. I'm wrong, everybody. Factor got me for Christmas. He got me Midnight Suns on Steam, and he got my. Mo- <laughs> I'm so flustered. He got me Mario X Rabbids, Sparks of Hope on uh, the Switch. Obviously, 
for my birthday. And so I actually did dust off my Switch yeah. to play that. Uh, despite not having talked about it on this show. But will it be in my top five games? Hmm, I guess we're going to have to find out. Have I been playing it in secret? <laughs> and just not talking about it so I could... So I could debut it in my list. Oh, we're going <laughs> to have to see you guys. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you all had happy Christmases. We hope yeah. you, you 10 listeners of our podcast, also had happy Christmases. Yeah. So we have left us to look forward to a happy new year. Okay. So we're going to move on. Before we get into the best of 2022, we have a, we have a special tiny little segment. On the show. Now, loyal listeners of the Sandbox Gamers podcast will will have heard us mention a individual's name probably every single episode. I would go so far as to say I think it's a good chance every single episode. Uh-huh. Uh, no, not Ben Songer. <laughs> That's our, uh, our friend who <laughs> does not listen to this podcast despite us mentioning him by name. What a Songer. <laughs> <laughs> and we tell him, hey, we talked about you, but he never listens. No, not him. Uh, we're talking about Schaff. Schaff is Vactor and I's former co-host of the Geek So To Speak podcast, which episode, which ended at episode 200. All 200 episodes are still up on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Schaff is also the co-host of Treknological, a Star Trek shakedown with Vactor, which is currently on the air, the podcast air, for a little bit anyways. So, Shoff likes video games. Now, he is what we, and I mean this in the nicest way, this is not a dig or a slam, this is self-proclaimed. He's said these words. He's what you would call a casual when it comes to games. He likes games, but he, he, he describes himself as a casual. Now, he's been burned by plenty of video games this year. Uh, Shoff's got a unique taste in games, and again, that's not a dig. He just does. Now, the hype train around Elden Ring earlier this choo, year choo. could not be... Was that Christian Spicer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I was right. <laughs> the hype train for Elden Ring could not be ignored. The, everybody's played Elden Ring, including Shoff. Now, Shoff went into Elden Ring not really having... I don't want to say an understanding, but maybe a knowledge of FromSoft games, Dark Souls games. going to be Wretch and Clank. <laughs> um, and let's just say he did not have a very good experience with Elden Ring. Uh, despite having tried several times to get into it, he just had, had a hard time. And hard enough time to, to draw expletives, very vulgar uh, uh, thoughts about Elden Ring, the developers of the game, anybody who enjoys Elden Ring, as a matter of fact. Just, he, he did not have a good time. As a matter of fact, one time he, got, he died being kicked off of a, the edge of a mountain by a goat. And he was not too thrilled about that. And I think that might have been the last time he played. <laughs> anyway. Classic Shoff. It's classic Shoff. So, we asked Shaf for our end-of-the-year show. Hey, can you write a letter to FromSoft about how you feel about Elden Ring? And he said, before I, could, before I even finished that sentence, he was already typing the email. 
So I have this this little letter that he claims to have emailed to FromSoft already. But he we're gonna read it out loud. And by we I mean me. You two are gonna react. I don't know if you if either of you have read this letter yet. I have not. I decided to go into this cold. So I am gonna do a cold reading of Schaff's open letter to FromSoft. Re Elden Ring refund. Here we go. <laughs> Quote To whom it may concern. First of all, congratulations on winning Game of the Year at the Game Awards 2022. While I strongly disagree with their selection, I can still be cordial about your win. <laughs> that being said, your game is trash. I am mad at myself for spending the money at the game's launch to buy a game as awful as yours. Here's some perspective. Uh-oh, here we go. I'm almost 40. I've got two kids under two and a half years old. One is only eight months old. I work full-time, and I try to be an attentive husband and a loving father for my two daughters. Your game, your game Elden Ring was clearly not made for guys like me. Your game has no room for casual gamers like myself. <laughs> See? I said it. He called himself a casual. He's a cash. Your game doesn't have the patience for gamers like me. Gamers who don't have the fucking time to get good. <laughs> gamers who are just looking for a game with an open world to explore without literally everything in the game wanting to fucking beat oh, my ass. Snap. <laughs> At one point in the game early on, <laughs> I was just standing at the edge of a cliff, taking in the graphics, and a fucking goat roundhouse kicked me in the back of the head, sending me plummeting into the crevasse below, dying on impact. <laughs> Isn't it oh, funny that he's snap. mentioning the two things I mentioned already? <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, and that's all this stupid fucking game is. A dying simulator. <laughs> Let's see how many ways I can get my ass wrecked. Dying over and over isn't fun. <laughs> it's obnoxious and annoying, and my lifestyle does not give me enough free time to get good at a game that hates casual gamers. <laughs> why not just add a difficulty setting? Include a story mode. Make Why not make your game accessible to all? No. Clearly, you folks at From Software hate attentive dads slash husbands. <laughs> And how about the blood spills that show where you are and where others have died? They just float in the air. This is a next-gen game, and it looks like trash. <laughs> I should have done this earlier. But after seeing your piece-of-shit game that completely wrecks gamers who don't have the hours slash days slash months of patience it takes to beat one stupid fucking boss, I want a <laughs> refund. I want every penny of my money back. Cyberpunk came out, and that game was garbage, and they gave refunds. <laughs> and I sure as shit got my money back for that garbage game, and now I'm here telling you to make it right. You marketed, you marketed your game <laughs> to me, and then gave me a game that wasn't for me. But you know what is for me? My money back. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get this refund going because your game taught me a valuable lesson to never, ever buy digital games again unless I know I'm going to love it. 
never buying a From Software game again, Jimmy. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Wowzers. So there you go. Uh, what do you think of that, boys? Jimmy <laughs> cracked corn and I don't uh, care. Yeah. James. <laughs> well, it'll be are. interesting to see uh, where Elden Ring lands in our top fives. <laughs> that'll that'll be an interesting conversation. Thank you, uh, Shop, for taking the time to write that letter. Uh, I hope you enjoyed hearing me read it as much as I enjoyed reading it to you, to you, Vactor, to you, Jeff, and to you, our ten listeners out there. <laughs> All right, so now it's time to get to the nitty gritty. There were a lot of games this year, folks. I personally played 44 new games this year. How do I know that? Well, I wrote down every game I played just for this moment. <laughs> I don't know how easy it was for Vactor and Jeff to recall their games, but for me, Jeez. it was pretty, pretty easy. But here's what we're going to do. We have each compiled a list. We've narrowed it down to our top five games of 2022. We're going to do a round-robin conversation. We'll start with Jeff, then we'll go to Vactor, and then we'll go to me, and we'll just go around the table talking about our top five games of the year. And then maybe at the end, if we've got a little bit of time, we'll do some some honorable mentions. So without further ado, let's get down to it. I'm going to start with you, Jeff. Tell me, what was your fifth best game of 2020? Right, actually, I think this is 2022. I know what year it is. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drinking. COVID brain. I've got. That's not this wine talking. (laughs) Let me take another sip. (laughs) Tell me. I knew. I knew you were a housewife. I knew the wine was was pumping. Hey, Um, there's no shame in it, Jeff. (laughs) You trying to shame me? It is not working. Uh (laughs) So I'll I'll start with my number five, which I pretty confident is not on either of your lists. Oh, that's going to be good. And my number five is Legends, Pokemon, Pokemon Legends, whatever. Arceus. Arceus. However you pronounce this effing title. Okay? All right? Because Jesus Christ. Terrible title, but easily my number five game of the year. Um... So you guys, I don't think you either of you were big into any of the Pokemon like games, right? No, I, well, yellow. I missed the Pokemon craze. I'm a little uh, older yes, than you, Jeff. Yes. Yeah, I missed the Pokemon craze. I did play. What was the first Pokemon game that came out on the Switch? Pokemon Ooh, Sword and Shield. Uh, Is that yeah, what it was? Yeah, yeah. I, I did play that mm-hmm. for the now defunct Geek So to Speak podcast. Um, and it was fine. It was like a big, big game of rock, paper, scissors, essentially, is what I found Pokemon to be. Yeah. Um, but that's about it for me. I don't know about Vector. I don't. Oh, I played Pokemon Snap one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Pokemon uh, Go. Vector missing out on this whole world of uh, Pokemon games. But um, anyway, yes. Uh, so just to break it down a little bit. Um, my history with Pokemon games is uh, I've I, there was no tracking on this obviously back in the Game Boy days, but Pokemon Red, I probably have like an embarrassing amount of hours in that as a kid. I just remember night after night after night after night, you know, in elementary and like middle school, not even middle school, probably elementary still at this time, uh, just playing the shit. 
out of those uh, those original games that they came out with. And uh, so, I, and, and I kind of fell off at a certain point, I think around Pokemon Gold and Silver. I think I beat those games or that whichever one I had at the time. And then uh, just didn't pick it up. And it became a thing where, uh, like, you know, you guys never got into it. I kind of grew out of it. And there was, you know, they have iterations of Pokemon. So they have different generations, right? So the ones I love are the first original, like, 150 Pokemon. And then mm-hmm. once they keep going up that list, I start to, you know, waver and fall off of of things that are nostalgic for me. Um, and so this one, Arceus, Arceus, whatever, uh, it is sort of a return to how I like Pokemon, essentially. It is still a JRPG, but not overly complicated. I don't have to remember every single Pokemon type. I don't have to have this crazy build to advance or anything like that. Um, and it, it kind of took me back to the days of, of simple, you know, red, blue, and yellow, uh, or red, blue, yellow, and green, I think, uh, Pokemon. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, it was fun. They, they did a lot of things and actually it would be the one if I had to make you guys play a Pokemon game, it would probably be that one because it's very simple. You run into Pokemon in the wild. There's nothing overly complex. Uh, it's simple to build. Uh, they have you basically. You have like your little, basically, let's call it a hand of Pokemon, right? You have five mm-hmm. on you at a time or whatever, and they all advance. You don't have to go in and level each one individually. You don't have to worry too much about that stuff. And so uh, they they put the brakes on some of the more uh, complex and annoying things that I found in, in sword and shield, Rob, like you were mentioning, uh, those have not captivated me yet, you know, uh, just because of the layer of complexity there, uh, that I don't want to deal with. I, I much prefer this type of game. So I'm, I'm hoping for a sequel. Uh, I've heard the current sequel that's out right now is, is decent, but runs like doo-doo on the switch. Uh, so I think the next iteration of the legends series will be, uh, one that I pick up for sure. But yeah, this is a, uh, it's simple, sort of uh, mindless. You know, this is a game like uh, like what the skate games were to me, uh, what like a Diablo 2 is to me, where it's sort of a mindless game, or some people would call it like a podcast game. You'd put a podcast in and just play this and not have to think. You're just kind of running around and exploring and, and doing what you do. Um, and that's what this became for me. Um, so yeah, number five, Pokemon legends <laughs> big fan or er- Urgeous. <laughs> whatever it's called all right all right all right now how about you vector what was your fifth best game of 2022 a game pass game that we were able to all play and this might have been the first game pass game that we talked about if i am correct nobody saves the world a shape-changing Ability Blending Action RPG. And this one caught my attention, like I said, early on. This came out in January of 2022, if you can remember back to January. Barely. This is something that... Before before our podcast even existed, I want to (laughs) say. That sounds about right. (laughs) I remember us all talking about it. 
Yes, and we did. From the art style to the controls, you know, action RPGs are some of my favorite types of games. And this one lived up to my style of play. I like being able to change into the different, you know, the slugs and the ghosts and the dragons and everything. Being able to have different abilities and all of those things combined to have a very satisfying experience in Nobody Saves the World. Unfortunately, it's a 14-hour game to beat the main story, and I have not seen credits on it yet. But I got to say, just the controls and the art style won me over. So that was Nobody Saves the World. All right, all right. From Drinkbox Studios. Now, uh, my fifth game of 2022. I don't think, I don't think either of you. I think both of you, at the very least, played it. But I, I can say I'm positive that neither of you beat this game. My fifth game of 2022 goes to the Quarry. Ooh. Now the Quarry was a uh, uh, choose your own adventure ish type game. Uh, filmed with real actors, uh, most notably Ted Raimi. I was gonna say, there's one person that reason he ma- that made this list. Uh huh. Mm, I don't know what you're implying, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, the girl from Modern Family. Uh, is that what you mean? <laughs> she's also in this game. Ariel Winter. <laughs> That's her name. I couldn't remember her name. She, uh... She'll just always be the girl from Modern Family. Um, but I had a really fun time playing this game. This was actually the first game. That I played on my Steam Deck exclusively this year, which was a very fun experience. It, it played really well on that, even though it was an unverified game. But the experience overall was was real great because I could just play it for a few minutes, stop and do what I was doing, get back into the story. And I, I think I was hooked to this game for a week straight. Um, but I, I really liked the acting. I don't. It wasn't scary exactly. Because probably because I was playing it on a Steam Deck and the immersion just sort of the immersion level you need to be scared by a video game is sucked out of a game, I think, if you're playing it on the Steam Deck. But the story was good. It was compelling. And I liked the choose your own adventure aspect of it. And I was definitely left with, well, what if I what if I had done this instead of this? Because I was for sure going for a path where I was trying to save as many people as I could, which you can do. But just about everybody died on my run. I made the, <laughs> apparently, I made the worst decisions <laughs> possible. And I, I think maybe only two of the kids survived my run. Uh, and Ted Raimi did not survive my run either. I even mm. put a note in my phone. Uh, or excuse me, not a note. A reminder. I said, remind me a year out from today to replay this game. Because <laughs> I want to go back. And try it again, make some different decisions, but I don't want it to be super fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and play it. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. thought the, the gameplay was great. Liked the story. Liked the acting. The quarry is getting number five for me, boys. Nice. Dang. Awesome. All right, Jeff, All right. what's your number four? Yeah, let's get a number four. Uh, you know, this might be on somebody else's list. Uh, my number four is going to be... Uh, also a Game Pass game, Vector, Tunic. Um, I'm trying to think of who developed Tunic. Basically, it's a 
what would you guys call this? A Zelda-ish? Cold? A Zelda-like? Zelda-like, I think, might be might be a new uh, you know genre. Uh, Zelda-like uh, game where you play this little fox, and it's pretty mysterious. And, and actually, it's a game that I I need to finish. I feel, and I think I'm. Oh, I think I got about seventy five percent of the way through it. Like I'm really, really into it, and, and I think it's just something I need to uh, cap off before uh, the twenty three twenty twenty three wave. Um, but yeah, this game uh, to me was was pretty amazing. Uh, I was kind of surprised, you know, and and that's it's sort of that game that like you know every year we know we know the big boys that are coming out right you get those marketed to you uh for months and months maybe years on end before they come out right um but uh this this one was one of those nice surprises i think it had a maybe a little bit of hype leading up into it uh but yeah man uh i mean reviews were crazy nine out of ten some ten out of tens and uh yeah, I just I love the the puzzle solving in here. There's a lot of things. You know what? Uh there's a mechanic in the game uh where essentially you have to pray to these altars. Mm-hmm. But they don't give you the feature uh until about halfway through the game, right? So you're running around and you're exploring all of these little areas. And there's kind of hints that there's these little, you know, statues like around the map. And then uh, at a certain point, you unlock that feature and it's like a whole nother, you know, you, you're like, oh, now I got to go back, go retread these maps. And, and you are running around the same maps this whole game, but it gives that replayability of those maps. It gives you that extra uh, juice to squeeze out of those maps uh, that they have in that game. Um, so that I think is honestly just you know and it and it looks good it looks you know i don't know what the art style i would call i wouldn't call it like similar to that that zelda links awakening it's it's not plasticky looking like that but it mm-hmm. is you know um sort of like just cart you know obviously computer generated you know blocky uh sort of graphics um but not pixely if that makes sense um but yeah this is uh you know, just the combat, the controls, everything. Uh, I, I love this game when it came out. Um, I don't know. Did either of you have it on your list at all? It's tough to say, Jeff. I guess we'll <laughs> just have to, okay. we'll have okay. to work down our lists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's a great game. It, it just reminded me so much of Zelda. It actually inspired me to go back and play some Link's Awakening, which I then, you know, it was one of those games where, you you're like oh i need to restart this whole thing now because i don't remember what puzzle i was in the middle of so right i'm hoping i don't have that experience when i go to finish this game but uh yeah this was uh, a e- easy top five for me uh, as soon as i played it easy easy jeff that's that what i like about you in march yes all right what say you vector what's your number four of the year well a little game that just came out Two weeks ago. Uh-oh. From the mind of Justin Roiland, it is high on life. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Right, the away, latest right away into the top five. Squanch huh? Games. Okay. Uh-huh. And Justin Roiland knows, just like I think Weird Al with Rob, Justin Roiland knows the key to my humor heart 
anything that he does makes me laugh. Any voice that he does, any show that he's on, Solar Opposites, Rick and Morty, Trover, and now High on Life, I don't think he's missed. He's he's taken some big swings, and he's hit it out of the park on every one. Everything that he's done, I've enjoyed. So High on Life is just a continuation of that evolution, like they talked about a few weeks ago when it came out from Trover. And I can't wait to see what he does on the next game for Squanchies. Uh, but this is one of those ones that if I had more time, I'd like to go and do everything in the game. I'd like to listen to every dialogue loop that they have, every dialogue tree that goes in the game. And you're just even stuff that's not related to the main story, but just people in the, on the background are making me laugh. So high on life is definitely one of my favorite games of 2022. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, going to my list here. Number four is a little game. I think it's an indie game. You guys will have to let me know if it's actually an indie game or not. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. A little game called Tunic. My Ooh. number four, Jeff. Ooh. Twinsies, buddy. Take that, Trent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tunic, I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. Without retreading too much over what Jeff W. already said, I mean, the, the gameplay uh, mirrors classics from my youth that I really liked, mainly at The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, very similar, but it had aspects to it that I really liked. Like, I liked running around the game and unlocking the the pages to the manual mm. just a little bit at a time. It's kind of like because, learning a language a little bit. Yeah, yeah. because like it doesn't really tell you what to do. You just are, sort of are figuring it out as you go, and then you finally unlock some some pages, maybe you're getting a map, or maybe you're getting a page that shows you how to like how to use your shield or how to dodge or or something along those lines. And it's still not even written in English uh, <laughs> when you first start unlocking these pages, and so you just have to sort of look at the the pictures and come to a conclusion on what you're supposed to be doing, uh, which I really liked. And I I I don't want to compare it to Elden Ring because that's not a fair ex, fair comparison, but at the t- before you really know what you're supposed to be doing, I mean, there are, are fights in the game early on where you're like, these these aren't boss characters, but you're dying over and over again, and you're having to change your tactics and things like that because, A, maybe you haven't figured out how to do it yet or you haven't gotten the right page, but then something clicks, and all of a sudden you can get past a particular area. Uh, the art style was great. I liked being able to hunt around the maps and finding little secrets just overall, like that game really spoke to me. Um, and it's a game I I really, really enjoyed. Um, I'd be curious if they ever make another one, but uh, tunic is landing in Mm -hmm. my top five at spot. Number four, you guys, one other thing I'd say about tunic is it when I, you know, I think we all heard, you know, it's Zelda esque. And that's when, you know, games it's hard. Like you kind of set expectations on a game. Uh, and for this one to like live up to it was, uh, you know, was also uh, great for me. Excellent, excellent. All right, so that takes us back to Jeff for his number three game of the year. Number three, boys, is a little a little game called Stray. 
<laughs> from oh, Blue 12 the Studios. The kitty cat game. Um, man, this game looks amazing. Like, I thought, what a, what a cool world to be in this. You're almost in this, like, trashed out Japan, right? You know, uh, little, you know, and it kind of gave me... Um, Man, what was the uh, what was the game on Dreamcast? Oh man, Shenmue, Shenmue with the real time, you know, uh, clock and everything. Uh, just the streets that they have in there, and like this, the setting they have uh, of Japan and these little like alleyway type uh, environments. Um, man, it was just just such a cool game, and uh, there's really you know obviously not much dialogue happening in this game. You know, there's not a lot of of stuff to speak on other than uh for me at least just the uh the world they built there and if you would have told me i'm playing third person as a cat you know running through <laughs> this city and solving puzzles i'd be like what you know bullshit mobile game is this you know um but uh yeah wow this was uh it, it, i think i think the story is touching all the way down to the end um, I think uh, the characters that you do encounter uh, and just the little thing, they, they do all the little stuff too. You know, you walk into a room, you can scratch the couch. You can, uh, the only thing that I couldn't do was pee on things, uh, which was a <laughs> highly disappointing part of this game actually, but or poop, you know, yeah, just let me just... poo on something. Um, but uh, yeah, man. And, and you know, the, the combat esque moments in the game when you're running from the little, uh, I can't remember what they, they called them in, in the game, if they ever do name them, but the little uh, bug-looking guys running after you, you know, there's there's some uh, pretty intense parts. You know, like you're you feel like you're uh, Crash Bandicoot in some of these like alleyways where you're trying to run and dodge and and do and do things to get away from them. But um, yeah, man, just uh, it was it was a great game. I thought the controls were perfect too. You know, it was very intuitive. There's nothing there to get me confused. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's going to be my, uh, my number three. Excellent choice, Jeff. Excellent choice. Now, what about you, Vector? What's your third best game of the year? Well, surprise, surprise, boys. A Game Pass game that came out <laughs> in the middle of the year, June, Ooh, to be exact, middle. halfway through, June 16th, almost uh -huh. the exact center of the year. And let's just say... That this game caused Wonder Rub to to laugh uncontrollably as I did my yeah. dance over and over <laughs> yeah. again as Michelangelo, the party dude himself, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge, which this, along with the Cowbunga Collection, had me really hyped up for Turtles this year. And the Cowbunga Collection has the original games that we all grew up with, the ones that we grew up loving. Shredder's Revenge is a modern homage to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. And I got to say, they should have put out the Cowbunga Collection first and then Shredder's Revenge because the way that mm. they did it, playing Shredder's Revenge, having such a great time. And then when the Cowbunga Collection came out and I was like, oh, this is not like I remembered it. The Shredder's Revenge is, is my memory of playing the Turtles arcade game. So they took what was in the past, modernized it, threw a fresh coat of paint on it, 
and just made it fun to play while Wonder Rob is doing edibles. You can just play and have fun. <laughs> I was not doing edibles. And just dance. I was doing that, normal weed. Oh, okay. <laughs> the only thing I would say, the only downside for Shredder's Revenge, the main story is only two hours long. So we were able to beat mm. it so fast. And then we right. have not played it again. All of us have not gone back and picked it up again. Now, if you want to be a completionist, it's 17 hours. But we aren't completionists here, boys. We're just doing the main storyline. So that's <laughs> Well, some of us. I want to do more. I want DLC. I want more in this world because I had a great time on Shredder's Revenge. It looked great, and it played great. So that is my number three. Excellent, excellent pick, Vector. <laughs> My number three uh, was a little indie gem. It came out, uh, I think it might have been out for free on the PlayStation Network. Elden uh, Ring, yeah. <laughs> what did you just say? Elden Ring. Oh, uh, yeah, Elden Ring. <laughs> came out for free on the PlayStation Network. Uh, I think it might have been a PlayStation exclusive, too, outside of uh, PC. It was a little game called Stray. Oh, it's almost like this. Jeff W is copying my <laughs> list. This will be interesting to see how the re- how the rest <laughs> of Jeff W's list compares to mine. Uh, but I gave Stray my number three spot this year. I really mm. liked Stray. I think my favorite part of Stray was, and there's a lot of good things to say about Stray, but I think my favorite part was about halfway through the game where the tone of the game really just shifts. I don't want to say into a horror game because it certainly isn't, uh, but definitely yes, like a yes. creepy, unnerving, like what is even going on in this game sort of feel. Spoilers for Stray if you haven't played it. Uh, I'll try not to spoil it too much. Uh, but there's a part about halfway through the game where you're having to run through the sewers, the underground sewers, to get to a different part of the city. And these little alien... Uh, fungus whatever these little bad guys are have taken over the sewers and all of a sudden you run into these sections where these giant eyeballs are just looking at you and following yeah. you they're called zerks by the way the not zerk, the yes yes, yes. <laughs> the evil emperor zerk. <laughs> yes yes i've shot plenty of them in astro blasters yes um it was a disney reference for vactor i hope he liked it <laughs> but and that part of the game goes seems like it goes on forever and ever and ever. And, and you have to start traversing through levels, through these puzzles where you're avoiding all these things running after you. And all of a sudden, your cat has like a little gun on his back. And <laughs> like you're shooting all these aliens. It's just, it was, it was really wild. Uh, but there were a lot of other things that I really liked about it. The platform was really great. I liked the story a lot um i really liked the ending of the game and there was one part in the middle i don't think vector got very far in that game but there is a character a robot character in that game vector that is imagine if doc brown was a robot uh down to quoting back to the future movies directly line by Uh line yeah uh in that game there's there's quite a few back to the future references like several in this game uh all down to this one character, um, but overall, it was it was a, a a great experience. I played it for free, and by free, I mean I I subscribed to the 
the top tier PlayStation, whatever it is, which I'm still subscribed to. They're still taking my money every month, and I haven't looked at once <laughs> since Stray. Uh, but I really liked it, and I remember I remember even seeing that game when it was first announced. I think during the the very first PlayStation Five reveal showcase, if if my memory serves, they showed that game, and we were all like, "What is this cat game? What, what even is this?" But it's been on my radar ever since, and it did not disappoint. So Stray is getting my number three. Also, it's up on the, uh, I don't want to say defunct, because it's not defunct, but the uh, the, the currently uh, resting, let's call it that, the currently resting Sandbox Gamers <laughs> YouTube page. You can watch me play through that entire game, if you're bored and have nothing to do. That's right. my number three. Just so you, everyone knows, if you're listening to this right now, before January 7th, the game is on sale. 20% off. You can get it for $23.99. Or, like Rob said, if you subscribe to PlayStation Plus Extra, you get it for free. There you go. Ooh. All right. We're getting down to the bo- the 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 top tier games here. Jeff W., what is your second best game of 2022? I swear yes. to God, if it's the same game as me, <laughs> I'm not going to be mad. I'm a- I'll actually be quite surprised. I'll go. Yeah, yeah. So, my number two is a franchise that has had some fresh air breathed into it in the last handful of years. It is God of War Ragnarok. What? Is my number two, baby. Um, I'm currently, I think, about also... Uh, I had a buddy, he clued me in uh, yesterday, or maybe this morning... I was describing where I am in this game. And I said, I think I'm about 60% of the way in based off of like the titles of the chapters that I looked okay. up on a walkthrough, right? <laughs> to see how many I uh, had left. Cheating, yes. No, 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 no cheating. Um, and so I, uh, uh, but he told me I was more than that. So I think I'm like 80%. He said the, the final chapters of this game go pretty quick. But boy, is this game a banger. You know, the, it's it's sort of the like when when somebody you know when a game has uh, let's call it let's call it 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 right when a game has it um, you know the, it, you just need to iterate on that thing I feel like and uh, and you have potentially like maybe decades of good sequels and good games to come and uh, man this Ragnarok is just so fucking good I. I even even the first three hours, I don't, I don't know how far you guys have got in, but there's a you have an interaction with um, Thor pretty early on, and the way he enters the game, and just the the way he looks, and the the quality of these graphics, and I mean it's just it it blew me away playing it, and I you know. It's it's one of those things where it makes me, you know, it almost makes me want to go back and play the first one again, too, just to feel the differences, right? Because, um, man, it, you know, the the upgrade system here, it, I, I will say there are, there are things that are lacking in it. I think some of the armor and skills um, are a little bit convoluted in terms of, it has all these stats that I don't think are super relevant, like defense and attack. And when I say that, I mean, you know, generally you're upgrading to whatever the highest level thing that you have is, right? You don't, 
you're not going to pick typically a piece of armor because it has more speed uh, attributes to it. Um, so I would like to see that adjusted in the game. It would be cool to get like armor sets in that game. Like, hey, I'm, you know, lightweight and quick with this one and I'm more heavy and I can go, you know, fight some big brawling monster with this set, you know. Um, but man, yeah, this game is just fucking crazy. I, I, I don't know how else to, I don't know other words to describe it. It's been, uh, it, it is a little long. I do feel like I am getting lost in some of the, the side content, uh, or the side missions. Uh, cause you'll go into these, these somewhat open worlds. And as I'm going, I, I don't want to leave each world until I've done like the, you know, at least the main side missions that you run into naturally, you know, I'm sure there's things I've missed too. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I think it, it just, it's crazy to see a franchise like that, uh, reinvent itself too, you know, and, uh, that to be the same, uh, praise I would give to the first one, you know, uh, just how you have somehow managed to make these games, I would argue better than they were before, right? I, I think God of War was like kind of a, a middling franchise for me personally. You know, the first run uh, of those games, let's say. And then let's call this the Ball... Is it Corey Bal- Balrog mm-hmm. that started the last one? Or he was mm-hmm. the director on the last one? Yeah. Let's call it his era. Uh, this era is... It's incredible. I think we have like, you know, a franchise that hopefully I haven't got to the end of this game yet. I haven't seen credits as they say. So I don't know what the story is here. Uh, somebody could die. They all could die. But, uh, I'm, I'm hoping for a, a lot more of these. And, uh, man, it, I, I can't say enough about the look of this game. The monsters look incredible. There's, uh, a, a, a part where you go to, um, where does where does Odin and Thor live? What's their little uh, land called? Asgard. Think of. Asgard. Thank you. You go to Asgard in the game. No spoilers, as you uh, you know probably could have guessed. But uh, man, it just looks incredible. There's a segment where you're you're trying to traverse something in that game when you get to Asgard, and you're just watching it. You're like, man, this is like this is the shit. This game is just so good. <laughs> um, and man, I, I I can't say enough about how about how much fun I'm having with it. Um, and it's, it's also good for me to uh, play the PS5. So it's been good for that, too. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> good choice, Jeff. Good choice. What about yeah. you, Vector? What's your second best game of 2020 dose? Oh, well, the second best <laughs> game oh, snap. of 2022 oh, is a mobile game. <laughs> If you can believe it, the Marvel Snap, which is a card game and a mobile game and a game that Jeff W. called trash before he even played it, it's my number two game of the year. I got to say, it's the most addictive game I've played this year, the one that I want to play the most, and the one that I think stays on my mind as I'm going throughout my day. And I got to say, I, I love the way that they've incorporated the Marvel characters. That's what really hooked me on the game was, oh, these are all the characters that I love, and these are different ways that they can be played in cards. All their different powers are utilized fantastically. Like you can tell the people who created the game 
have love for the characters, have love for the worlds, all the different arenas that you can go to all relate to the Marvel characters. And I think if you have an, a love for Marvel on top of this, it just adds a whole nother level to it because, you know, Hearthstone is the only other card game that I had gotten into as much as Marvel Snap. But without having the license, it's kind of like having Fortnite with no licensed characters that I like. It just doesn't, it's not the same. And I don't have as much fun on it. So all of those things combining into one that's it's the sum of its parts is what makes Marvel snap so great. All of those things together. And it's a good, it's a fun card game. The mechanics of the card game are actually fun. So I loved Marvel snap. I will say, uh, I, I, I would rescind what I said yeah. because it has oh. been on a lot of lists and I do like it. I do think it's, it's pretty cool. I think it, it could be worse. It could be wrestling. You know what I mean? <laughs> And they can continue to expand it and add new cards, add new stuff. Let me know when uh, when the uh, Todd McFarlane pack comes out, buddy. They could do Ooh. that. Mm. All right, all right. So my number two game of 2022 is a, a game I haven't beaten, sadly. But it's it's so good that it's this high on my list. It's a game... It's a game I don't think I would have found myself playing, but after, as a matter of fact, I I, I think I talked smack on it. I'm pretty sure I did. Oh, but it's a little game called Marvel Snap. Uh, oh shoot! Marvel Snap is my number two game of the oh, year. Snap. Now let me tell you, yes, uh, animated, <laughs> 3D, <laughs> animated flame. Legendary. That, that, you know, the announcer on Marvel Snap is the best announcer since NBA Jam and Mortal Kombat. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not play mobile games. Like, I'm just putting it out there. Like, it is not a genre of game that particularly interests me. There should, uh, for the most part, of course, I haven't played all mobile games, so this is a very broad statement. Uh, they seem very shallow to me. In terms of gameplay, um, just not nothing that's really gained my interest. And then when the Disney video games panel from D23 came out and they announced this, which we talked about on the show, I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty positive I poo-pooed on it. And then after hearing Vactor talk about it, uh, people on other podcasts I like, and maybe even Shock. Uh, the the aforementioned shop from earlier in the show talk about it. I decided to to try it, and it is my m- current obsession right now. I've got it on my phone, which I can I can say in hindsight is like uh, it was a bad idea <laughs> to put it on my phone um, because I find myself when I've got a second, I'm playing that game. Now, what I'm about to say, I want to preface that. I have never done this. Never, ever have I done this. But when I was driving to and from uh, Arizona to pick up my mom and drop off my mom, I thought on these long stretches of the I-10, I was like, I could play Marvel Snap. (laughs) (laughs) I got the cruise control. I got the lane assist. I could play this, but I didn't. But that's how far this game's gone into my head. Like, even 
have you had moments where you played a game so much where you'd like you think about it like when you're going to sleep or like you close your eyes and you can see it yes. like that this this game is picturing it i've i've unlocked several cards i'm not going to tell you how much money i've spent on the game because it's embarrassing <laughs> but uh this game is very good i played it on pc and i'm very very interested in seeing how they expand this game they've announced some expansions in the next major update that's coming they said that they're going to be doing uh friend battles so you can add friends and play against your friends um new cards obviously i don't know if this is rumored or if this is actual update but card trading oh um, yeah i don't know if that's true interesting because i've only seen a couple people talk about that but i've not ne- i haven't seen it anywhere official uh but I'm I'm the most interested in seeing how this game evolves into the future because it feels like once you collect every card, which I don't know I don't know how close I am to doing that, but I've I've got a lot of cards. Um, I don't have every card I want, but I've got a lot of cards, and so I re- I'd be really curious to see how they expand upon this moving forward. But right now, man, Marvel Snap has got its claws in me right now. Never thought I would enjoy a card game. Wow. Never thought I'd be this into a mobile game. But Marvel Snap Man, it has got me. So that's my number two of the year. This All right, now this is me. It. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> no, here it comes. Uh, this is where it's going to get real fun. Yeah. The number one games of the year. Yeah. Starting with Jeff W. What, in your opinion, is the best game? Of 2022, yeah, there there is no debate in this one for me. I think you know God of War was a, a good second, uh, and actually for a lot of the same reasons, Elden Ring is going to be my number one. Um, Elden Ring is, you know, all the From games. I've, I'm not huge into those games. I think I've I've played around in every one of them, and, and I've tried them out. So. You know the concepts in this game were were familiar to me, right? Um, it's a series that uh, my brother actually loves, loves all the From games, and he was one of the the people I called up when I'm playing this game, and I'm like, all right, give me give me some tips here, give me some advice, and he's kind of guiding me to get started. And uh, yeah, man, Elden Ring is I, I would call it it's it's probably you know for me probably like a like a top 15 game of all time, I think. Uh, somewhere in there, I'd have to really rank those out and let that, but it is high up. It is, it's a masterpiece, I think, of, of a video game. It's something you're not going to get anywhere else. Uh, it is, I mean, just the amount of content there, you know? Uh, I forget the other game that From put out before this, um, but they were working on this game since like Bloodborne. So they had like a half of their studio, you know, pushing this game along and actually releasing other games before this fully came out. And uh, I think that's very clear uh, when you actually play the final product. I mean, Sekiro. Yeah, Sekiro. Thank you. Um, And I mean, just from like the opening, uh, you know, just just from the get go, just just how the game looks is is pretty incredible. And, uh, you know, I was you know, highly into the game. I mean, I remember there's a point in the game where uh, I was like, man, you know, I need a little more uh, oomph to my character, you know, and 
the beautiful thing about this game is there I there was a uh, there's an ability called uh, Frost Stomp at a um, you can get uh, any time in the game and. I remember trudging deep <laughs> into the swamps uh, of overleveled enemies, <laughs> trying to just get this little chest that unlocked this weapon that I could use. The I think it's Horfrost Stomp. I think is actually what it's called, and uh, and that really opened up the game for me. And I, you know, like what a cool thing where you can maneuver your way around enemies and I'm, I'm dodging them like crazy. And I go get this, this weapon from deep in this like swamp area, come back to this part where I was in the beginning and I can be super effective uh, against enemies. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, I think there, there were so many moments in the game where you're just like, like, holy shit, there's a, a dragon just landed on me and I'm on right. a bridge and it's random. There's no, this doesn't look like a special area. And then boom, or I come over the, the crest of a hill and there's a giant shooting arrows at me. You know, uh, there's, there's so many little surprises and just weird things in the game, like weird monsters. And like, it's like, it's like a perfect blend of, the, the weirdness of like Bloodborne to something I think is that is more accessible and like like the open world. I mean, I think the open world here is is on the level of like Breath of the Wild. You know, I, I think Breath of the Wild has a lot more things that I like in it, but just the size and what feels like just crazy, crazy things uh, that you can run into in the game. You know. It's kind of like um, like Breath of the Wild. You run into this area and you're like, oh, you can play like bowling with these snowballs. You know, like there's a whole little mini game here. It's like, oh, hey, I come over here to this castle and this has a portal that sends me all the way to the other side of the map. And I can just traverse the whole map uh, through a loading screen and a portal, you know, uh, or, or some other portals where you would jump in them. And then you're in like a, a, you know, you're right in front of an enemy. Right. You know, there's it was just just kind of like endless, you know, uh, thing after thing. And, and even the map, you know, has like its own different sections. You know, there's, there's, you can be up in, in mountains that are, you know, freezing. You could be down in a swamp. You can be, you know, uh, just in all types of different environments. And, um, yeah, man, I, it, it's, that game is a, is a motherfucker, like in terms of difficulty, I think. And, uh, it's 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 crazy because you'll you'll be like expecting to make progress and then you know like oh well i ran into this area with like these three dragons so now i'm distracted for about 90 minutes or so trying to like maneuver my way around this and uh yeah man i just the amount of times i i just was surprised at what was happening in front of me was was incredible uh it is uh, yeah, it's a masterpiece of a game. I think when you look at from software's games, it's easily, you know, the, the crown jewel uh, for that studio. I mean, it's going to be uh, influential and people are going to, people are going to compare it. Like I do breath of the wild, right? Like I think it, at some point there's going to be like, Oh, this is a, this is an Elden ring esque type game. You know, I think uh, uh, at some point we're going to see games get um, or be influenced by this. And uh, yeah, man, it was it was a blast. And then I had even more fun when I would turned on the cheats and I was running around <laughs> <laughs> like a madman and just exploring everything. It was uh, it was super fun. Uh, uh, 
uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say Elden Ring is uh, my my goatee, my game of the year. Game of the year. All right. How about you, Vector? What's your personal game of the year for 2022? My game of the year was called before it even came out. I said God oh. of War Ragnarok would be my favorite game of the year, and it lived up to all of the expectations. Everything that Jeff said is true, except for Jeff saying that this breathed new life. I think the first one, the 2018 one, breathed new life into the franchise, but this definitely continued where they picked up in 2018 and adding the extra element of playing as uh, the other character in the game. And <laughs> his game of the year. He does, come on. You don't know his name? No, I didn't want to spoil it, Jeff. Because oh, that's not okay. apparent okay. from the first time yeah. you play the game. But it is everything that I wanted it to be in the sequel to the first game. And 2018 was a fantastic year because that was also the year that the Insomniac Spider-Man came out. So both of those games are my all-time favorite Sony games of all time. And this one, it just it picked up, like I said... Everything that the last one was, the 2018 one was great story, great gameplay, great voice acting, and it increased the graphics, you know, four years later, just added to it. And I also have not seen credits yet. The main story is supposed to be 25 hours, uh, but I will complete this one. This is just like the 2018 one, one that I want to keep playing over and over and over again and just Hats off to Santa Monica Studios. They they did another fantastic job with God of War Ragnarok. Adding the new Norse gods to it is something that they could do that. And that's what, at the end of the first one, the promise of that game was, oh, they could do different gods in every game now. Like, we could go and mm-hmm. do... Japanese gods, we can go and do American gods. Like, there's so, so many different things that we could do, and that opened up the world of God of War. Whereas that franchise had gotten kind of stale up to that point. So, I think they just did a fantastic job with Ragnarok and very much lived up to my game of the year. I want to see Kratos fight Jesus. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Oh, my God. That would be the greatest, <laughs> boldest move. They'll never do any. it. They're scared. Yeah. <laughs> They're too scared. Too scared to start the training. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Um, my number one uh, game of the year uh, is probably going to be no surprise to anybody who's been listening to this podcast or anything. Midnight uh, Suns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mildly related to this podcast is Elden Ring. Is coming in as my numero uno of this game. Now, the way Marvel Snap got its hooks into me, Elden Ring did the exact same thing. Gosh, man, what what is there to say about this game that hasn't been said? Um, every year, there's there's one game that really gets me. Like this year, it was Elden Ring. The year before that, it was Death Stranding. The year before that, it's Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, maybe I'm getting the years mixed up, but every year there's one game that just like really gets me. And I find myself playing for months and months and months. And this was Elden Ring's year for me. It had open world games are, are my thing. Like I just really like them, especially when 
the maps are designed pretty much just like Jeff said, where you're seeing such a variety in what you're experiencing, depending on where you're going in the map. Uh, and I had never, ever played a FromSoft game before this. Um, and so I knew what I was walking into. I didn't go in uh, blind like Schaff <laughs> did, having totally wildly different expectations for the game. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure, at, at the very least, me and Vactor, I don't know about Jeff W., but me and Vactor tried to warn Schaff about this game before he started it. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, and... <laughs> And of course, I got my my butt handed to me considerably. There's a video on our YouTube page of me just dying to the very first enemy uh, 30 times. (laughs) What a fucker of a game, right? You open up to the world and there's an enemy that's like probably 25 levels that you need to. Yeah, and it's somebody I never should have fought either. But in that video, Shaf's. Shop is in the the co-pilot seat with me, and he says, "Attack that NPC, see what see what happens." <laughs> and I'm, and it took me about thirty tries to to finally kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there were th- the things that really grabbed me about it outside of the, the map, like the the enemy variety is wild in this game. There's certain enemies that are a piece of cake to things that'll have you pulling your hair out. Mm-hmm. The secrets in this game, like. Everywhere you turn, there's something different to unlock, whether it's uh, a cave or a dungeon in a place you weren't expecting to go, running into uh, puzzles that are just taking you to other sides of the map, under a a whole map under the main map, a map in the sky. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this game has three giant maps in it, and it... I found myself just exploring, just seeing what's up. And I say, what's in this chest? And all of a sudden, I'm way across the map, underground, staring at the sky, these stars. And I'm like, I am officially stuck in a new part of the map that I don't know how to escape. And trying to figure out where am I going, these new enemy types. Um, The story is very... uh, I can't even think of a word to describe it. The story is minimal in this game, in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot of background lore to be found, but as far as stories going, there's not a whole lot happening, but there's still so much to explore. I got the bad ending where I destroyed the Elden Tree <laughs> and the sky yeah. turned on fire and I pretty much wrecked everybody's lives and I became the <laughs> yeah. new Elden Lord. And, <laughs> and yeah, I don't the best ending. <laughs> regret a thing. Uh, finding all the different types of spells you can do all the different types of weapons and the secondary powers of the weapons. Uh, the, what is it? The Knights, the Knights league or, uh, yeah, there's a league you join Uh, where you have to start assassinating people. Yeah. It was a play on like the round table. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be minding my own business and people will be invading my game. (laughs) (laughs) And just all of a sudden having to, to fight off strangers. Right. running to different sides of the map like like jeff w said you'll you'll cross a mountain and i had this exact moment jeff where i'd cover over a mountain and there'd be two or three giants on the other side just shooting arrows at me instant Mm -hmm. death you're like what the fuck (laughs) how do i and i just get madder and madder i'm going to kill these guys and it would just be over and over killing uh gosh it was just the dragons finding all the dragons yeah, once you get a dragon land, you, when you cross that one bridge and you, there's just a dragon that drops right on the other side of it, you're like, 
well, fuck. All right, here. I guess I'm fighting now. You know, it, yeah. There was uh, there was incredible. one dragon that was like shooting lightning out of its mouth mm-hmm. and wings, and I got it like halfway down, and it just disappeared. It just <laughs> flew away, and I was like, "Did I beat this dragon? What yeah. happened to that dragon?" And then that dragon. I didn't even think about that dragon. It comes back towards the very end of the game. It's like, guess what, fucker? I'm back. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just, like, tries to kill me. Yeah. Uh, I was like, is this that? That's the same dragon I was fighting mm-hmm. before. Gosh, there was just so yeah. much to this game. Like this even, was the game. Even the little things, like like when you're on that beach and there's like you're you see the footprints on the beach and you're like, oh, there's like a puzzle here. It's yeah, invisible like little, from a little distance. Weird puzzles. You know, it's it's just all uh, over the place. The dragon yeah. altars. Like there was yeah. so much of this game, and yeah, it was a hard game. Like it's it's a hard game, but it was so good. It was so, so good. And yeah, Jeff showed me Wii Mod, and yeah, I did cheater mode for a little <laughs> while. But even with cheater mode, yeah, this game is still hard as heck. Like, cheater mode doesn't even really help. Like, oh. you're like, okay, I'm going to up my stats. I'm going to up my intelligence so now I can have better magic. But it's still not giving you really that much of an edge at all or i'm gonna have, i'm gonna have all i'm gonna up my strength so now i can carry this big weapon but again it's not really giving you that much of an edge at all like you still yeah. have to recognize these people's patterns these enemies can still one shot you and you still have to alter the way you play it's just everything about this game was perfect in my mind this was a perfect game it does have its flaws but that doesn't take it away from being perfect i love this game and this might be in my top games of all time just like jeff said yeah so Elden Ring is getting its number one from me. Now, if we it's, had to pick a number one yeah. game of to from the Sandbox Gamers podcast, you'll uh, know God of War was not on my list. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. yeah. Uh, but but Elden Ring was not on Vactor's list. So yeah. I think I think it's safe to say if you boys agree, it'll be <laughs> if you say Marvel Snap, damn it, Marvel I swear Snap. To God. Oh! <laughs> Oh man! Um, so two number ones for Elden Ring, one number one for God of War, and one number one or number two for God of War. I, yeah. Based on those rankings, I would say Elden Ring yeah. is a, our game of the year, I, followed I would, closely I would second by God of War. But what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. All right, but let's uh, let's just call it a tie. Yeah, God of War. <laughs> yeah, we still, you know, no worries, Trent. We still, you know, we appreciate your picks. And they can put it on the box. The, yeah. the game of the the inevitable game of the year versions. Uh, it was a tie between this game and this game. <laughs> Sandbox Gamers podcast. Yeah, put yeah, that quote. Cool. Put that quote on the bottom. Now, for my, uh, we're running long, but just uh, we did mention it, so I do want to give everybody a second to talk about it. Just uh, some honorable mentions. I will give God of War an honorable mention in my list. I, the only reason I don't have it on my list at all is because I didn't really get a whole lot of time to to get into that game. I'm certainly uh-huh. enjoying it, but I don't think I've played enough of it to, yeah. to 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 say that it's in my top five. Now, that might change down the line retroactively. Like, oh, man, that game was so good. That was definitely higher up on my list. But as of right now, I only got... I'm only at the part where you start playing as you-know-who, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, okay. That's as far yeah. as I got. And I know you're both further than me. Um TMT, TMNT Calabunga Collection also gets an honorable mention from me. Um, and Shredder's Revenge. Those were, were both great games. I did have yeah, a, a laughing fit where I was 
where I was going to vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But those games are really good. I really liked the Cowabunga collection just because it was... They're not new games, but it's a new collection, and it's fun to go back and play those games. Um, What I did play of Cult of the Lamb I thought was really good also. Again, not enough. I didn't play enough of it to really think it deserved a fair spot in my top five. Um, But yeah, and High on Life. I'm currently playing High on Life right now, too. And since I'm... I didn't put it in my top five because I'm still playing it, and it's so close to the end of the year. Uh, But I am enjoying that one a lot. Cool. So those are my honorable mentions. What about you, Vactor? You got any? Yeah. Elden Ring, Cult of the Lamb, The Last of Us Remake, Vampire Survivors, Horizon yes, Forbidden West, yes. which was very early in the year, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Neon mm. White, both of those were great Switch games, Weird West, which was early on Game Pass game, Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I need to get more time with, and then Jeff's favorite game that he did not mention Ollie Ollie World oh okay fair enough yeah and, and you, Vampire Jeff? Slayer Vampire Survivors I am looking forward I downloaded the I downloaded the phone version today yeah that's on uh, everything that is, yeah that's something I need to get to because everybody's talking about that that I, that I play games with um, so I'd throw that in there uh, I would also throw Tiny Tina in there as well mm-hmm. mainly for the the humor I found the voice acting and the humor to be like it's something I yeah, wish like it was good. I, Great voice I had acting. more time with. But yeah, I, I really remember just enjoying that. But you know, I just didn't get enough time with it. Um, in Vector, yeah, you covered it. Um, some of the other games, you know, yeah, Vampire Survivors, uh, Kirby, Kirby swallowing a car. Yeah, come on, <laughs> Kirby swallowing a vending machine. Come on, fellas, you know, come on. Um, so yeah, I, I think that'd be my uh, a couple. Did of Jeff mine. put and, Marvel know, maybe, Snap on his on his honorable yeah, Maybe maybe Marvel Snap, you know, on my on my list. You know, maybe maybe it is fun. Maybe it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. That's our best of 2022. Now, don't turn off the podcast yet because I want to tell you. First of all, we're going to be back in 2023. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but we'll be back for 2023. And we're going to play every game that comes out. That's our solemn vow to you. Every single video game that is released in 2023, we're going to play it. That's our New Year's resolution. And we'll have another best of at the end of the year. But you also want to check out the Vactor Does Another Podcast segment of the show, which is right now (laughs) where I'm telling you about Vactor's other podcasts. Did you know Vactor does several podcasts? But the two I'm going to talk about. Uh, number one is the Comic Book Kaiju, which is Vactor's uh, weekly comic book podcast, giving you all the latest comic book news, in-depth interviews and reviews of comic books, characters maybe you're not super familiar with, and more. Most recently, today, as of recording, Dalibork, the comic book indie hype man you need to know. I haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, but I did listen to the one that was before that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin is a better is better than Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> it's a bold statement, quite a bold statement, and I like where your head's at <laughs> on this one. Uh, but you definitely want to check it out. Oh, and Attack the Stack: Sex Criminals Volume One with Captain Shaw. Shaw, this might be the the episode uh, that has the most Shaw references. It might be a record. Shaw save it for the, the last year. show of the year. Exactly. Uh, if there's anything Shop knows that's not Star Trek, it's hentai. Oh, and I don't snap. know. If- 
<laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> uh, stepmom hentai. Uh, and this, I don't know if that's what this is, but something tells me it's <laughs> it's up Shop's Alley. Um, uh, and lots of other great comic book related episodes. So you got to check out the comic book kaiju available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, uh, taking its, uh, I, I can't say for certain, but it's, it's a, uh, it's, long walk across the rainbow bridge again i don't know if this is 100 percent accurate what i'm saying but you want to check out Treknological, a star trek shakedown which is another podcast from vactor and shaw where they're talking everything and anything star trek related most recently episode 38 star trek prodigy season one episode 17 and 18 ghost in the machine and mind walk we're doing the finale uh, of that tomorrow and the finale episode is being recorded tomorrow that it's time travel if you're listening to this weeks from now. Anyway, it's probably already out or it's not out. Anyway, all you got to do is check out Technological Star Trek Shakedown. Available everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, maybe, just maybe not. There's going to be a new Star Trek podcast that Technological evolves into. Much like a Pokemon, Jeff. Called One Trek Mind. Where we do uh, reviews of... Star Trek The Next Generation, episode by episode. It's a, it, We're talking about it. I don't know if it's get, ever going to come to fruition, but it's definitely on the back of our minds, including Jeff W., who is a true and tried Trekkie. Everybody knows. <laughs> uh, so check out all that stuff. Don't forget to like this podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, share. <laughs> what is that? Is that not a lady's no? <laughs> What guys talk about? Uh oh! <laughs> Check out our link tree, <laughs> so you can find us on social media. <laughs> GG, everybody! Shaking that thing like who's the H with the milk in the eyes of devilish.